Welcome to the Costa Property Podcast, the podcast that turns your dreams of owning a piece of paradise on the Costa del Sol into reality. I'm Glenn Malori, and I'm joined by my co-host and wife, Sandra Lori. If you're dreaming of your perfect Costa del Sol home, wondering where to start, and want to get real, no-frills, expert advice, then you're absolutely in the right place. Buenos dias, everyone. Good morning from the Costa del Sol. We're really excited to be here with you today for episode one of season one on the Costa Property Podcast. Woohoo! So, Warner, before we like begin with all of the good stuff, can you just give a little summary to our listeners of what they can expect from season one of the Costa Property Podcast? Rock and roll, baby. (laughs) (laughs) No, serious, uh, Sandra. There's a lot of information out there um, for people buying a holiday home or relocating to Spain. And we just wanted to clarify a few points and make it a lot easier for customers and listeners to understand the process. It's a bit of a minefield, right? It certainly is a bit of a minefield. There's so much information and mostly my clients that they do make the journey or do the relocation. The questions that they have is crazy. Yeah, and it's just so important that people feel like they can get their hands on the right information. It is so important. And if we can help just one person to do that, then our podcast would be a success. Amazing. Your mission is complete. So, you know, across the first season of the Cost of Property podcast, we will also be bringing in a lot of super guests. I think we've got eight amazing guests lined up across the first season to really support our listeners upon navigating their journey. Yeah, they definitely are. We've tried to take a selection of people that's done the journey, people who's here and running businesses, legal advice, mortgages. So we're taking everything into season one of the podcast and put giving you all the information for free. Amazing, amazing. And I think, you know, that's also information we would have wished we had available to us as we made our own journey. But we'll come back a little bit to that later. I think it's just super important that although we will cover all the serious stuff, we will inject some humor and a sprinkle of fun along the way too. So stay tuned. So we definitely want this podcast to be a little bit on the educational side too. So we're going to try and incorporate in a little bit of the Spanish lingo. So in each episode, you can expect the Spanish word of the day. So Werner, I'll hand over to you now as you actually introduce our listeners to today's Spanish words of the day. And I just want to say, I don't actually know what Werner will actually bring to us today. So let's see what um, his brain decides to put in front of us this morning. So Werner, what's your Spanish word of the day? I've been really thinking about this, Sandra, and my Spanish word of today is Salchichas. Did I did I hear you correctly? Salchichas. Salchichas. So I, I think you've just been on the school run, right? So are you hungry or something? Yeah, you guessed it. <laughs> I need salchichas for my breakfast. So salchichas is definitely going to help our listeners really navigate their search when they're buying a property in Spain. So for those of you who don't know what the word salchichas mean, salchichas is the Spanish word for sausages. Thanks, Warner. That's, you know, super valuable words there. I can see that people are definitely going to need to use the word sausages a million times when they're navigating the real estate journey. So it's super, super insightful. Thank you for that. Salchichas. Remember that, guys. And it means sausages. So if you're going to a Spanish restaurant or breakfast, just say salchichas con pan. 
sausages with breads. Great. So I think we'll move on now from the sausage talk. Um, okay, so who are we? So Warner, do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about you? My name's Werner Lurie, as I said, as you know from the accent, I'm from Scotland, in Glasgow. I moved to the Costa del Sol early 2000, and when I came here, I arrived in Ben O'Madena. Uh, we've lived in Ben O'Madena to this day, and I just fell in love with Spain. The lifestyle that it gives you, and the opportunities, you know, for your family, it's just amazing. Thanks, Warner. And I'm Sandra. I'm 37. As you can also hear from my accent, I'm originally from Ireland and I'm married to Warner for the last 13 years. We have two children together, uh, Oliver, who is 11, and Abigail, who's eight. And they were both very, very small children when we actually made our journey to Spain in 2016. Um, I'm an executive coach and consultant. I'm a bit of a, a doer. I love a to-do list. And I would say Warner would probably describe me as the pain in his backside. But, you know, what you'll learn about us is we're complete polar opposites. So Warner is very calm, very tranquilo, which means calm in Spanish. Um, but I'm the complete opposite. I love a to-do list and I'm usually juggling a thousand things at once. But together, I think we make it work. We certainly do. I'm the dreamer and you're the one that keeps me, my feet on the ground. Oh, that's nice. That's, I wonder what he says about me behind my back, but I don't think he says <laughs> such nice things about me behind my back. I think it's more pain in the arse you'll hear, but that's nice. Thanks for that. So I think our own journey to Spain, Warner, we, we've always had a bit of a love affair with Spain, right? Members of our families moved here uh, when we were both in our late teens. So we both got introduced to Spain. I think you in the 90s and me in the 2000s. I think what I failed to mention there, you know, I'm 37, but Warner isn't as useful as me. So you, you, you got introduced to the Costa del Sol in the 90s, whereas I was introduced into 2000s. And you've been over and back since you were 19. And I've been over and back since I was 17. We met in Spain. We were actually set up by your mother. And we got married here in 2011 because we, we loved the coast so much. We had a, an Irish and Scottish wedding here in 2011. But we made Spain our permanent family home in 2016. We sold our house in Ireland, packed up our bags, two babies in tow, a big dream. And I think we just, we just headed for the sun. Yeah, we had enough of living in Ireland. We were five years based in Ireland. And, you know, my dream was always to come back to the, the sun, sea and 325 days of sunshine a year. So, Warner, like, how do you think we've integrated in, into Spanish life? Sandra, I think we've integrated very well. You know, with me speaking the language when we first came here, it was a real bonus. And um, now, you know, with the kids fluent Spanish, uh, we've integrated well into the Spanish way of life. And we have a great group of friends. We just enjoy the outdoor lifestyle and everything that Spain and the Costa del Sol has. is paradise on earth. And um, I'd recommend anybody that's thinking about it, that has a young family, or is just looking for something new to just try it. Yeah, I think there's, there's definitely a lot of pros about living here. You know, I think you mentioned there's this complete outdoor lifestyle over 300 days of sunshine a year. So naturally you spend a lot of time outside and your kids spend a lot of time outside. So that's, that's definitely a bonus. Very relaxed, you know, um, Spanish lifestyle overall is very relaxed. Pace of life is different, I think. 
than what we see um, in the UK and Ireland, where, you know, and in any major cities where things tend to be a little bit more fast paced. So things are definitely a bit more chilled here. I think for me, you know, when we moved and we started our journey, obviously, as a mum, my biggest concern was how are the kids going to integrate? They integrated beautifully. I think a lot of that was definitely due to the age that they were at when they integrated. But, you know, I think now, as you mentioned, they speak Spanish really well. Abigail identifies as Spanish. She dreams in Spanish. She sings in Spanish. And they they consider Spain as, as home for short. So Warner, for you, is Spain home? Yes, Sandra, Spain's home to me. I have a bonus lived for our listeners and that's fiestas because Spain loved to celebrate and we love to celebrate with them, the culture, um, you know, the, the dress up, they really are a, a family lifestyle. Do you like to dress up, Corner? Is that what you're trying to say there? When I can. <laughs> I can just see you flutting around in your flamenco dress. No, but like in all seriousness, you know, I think like everything, the early days of an integration journey into a new country are hard. You know, they come with challenges, they come with worries. But planning, knowing what's in front of you, doing your homework, doing your research, that makes your integration journey easier. So through our own tried and tested experience, that's what we're going to be bringing to you, our listeners, through the course of this season. We are going to share with you our own lived experience, but also the experiences from Warner's clients from his business, WL Costa Property. Also, what's fair to say is, you know, when when I moved here, I didn't speak any Spanish. And I think we'll cover that through the course of, of the episode as well. So I think my initial integration was probably a little tougher than Warner's because he spoke Spanish badly, but he still spoke it. Much improved over his eight years. Um, but I spoke nothing. So fair juice to him. You know, he he got in there and he integrated really well. I always like to share this story when we talk about integration. Oliver was four uh, when we moved here. So he would have been starting, you know, primary school. And in Spain, they can start primary school from three. Um, so he came the second year when the kids were in primary school together. So the kids, like, even though they're only four, they'd still formulate their little friendship clicks. And, you know, he went into the class, his teacher had no English and he was the only foreigner expat child in the class, which actually in hindsight was a good thing. And he just got stuck in. And, I, you know, as a mom, you have this mom guilt, like, what am I doing to my son? Am I traumatizing him? You know, putting him into this classroom, he doesn't speak the language. But I remember very clearly his teacher saying to us, um, we managed to get there through, you know, broken language that in one year he will speak Spanish very well. And without doubt, she was 100% correct. You know, when he was returning to school on that second year, uh, his second uh, school term in Spain, he spoke Spanish well. And, you know, we, we always just worked then, at, you know, maintaining him at a level that he was able to get through his education system. And now he's in his last year of primary school. And like, he's just a trooper. Um, so kids are more resilient than we think. And I think as parents, sometimes we hold the worry, but, you know, the kids just get in there and get stuck in. And with the right relationship with the school, you can build that up. And, you know, with, you know, extra support through tutors and that, you can absolutely get your kids through that, through that school journey. And that's a question I think we're always asked, right? You know, how, why did you make the decision to put your kids into Spanish school? Uh, we made that decision because... You know, to blend into society in Spain, we wanted our kids to be dual lingual. And, you know, the, the Spanish, when that first day when Oliver was going to school, the fear in me 
for him, but he was a trooper. He just went straight in, no problem. And to this day, he, he, he just astonishes us every day, every month, you know, with his confidence. And it shows us that we made the right decision. People always say that we were really brave to make the decision that we did and um, the move that we did. And, you know, of course, you know, like everything, it had risks, but I firmly believe that what's for you won't pass you by. And I really feel that this move was actually for us. So for me, hard work, you know, a dream and some self-belief actually paid off in this situation. For those people who don't know the cost of Sol, and I think that's that's fair to say when people come to for a vision to relocate to Spain and they, they find themselves landed that they should check out the Costa del Sol, they don't always know how it works. So, you know, you've got Malaga Airport, then you've got your 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 coastline, which it has different towns. Um, you've got Tormelinos, then Omadena, Fuengarola, continue on to Malaga or Marbella into Puerto Benues. Most people will be familiar with that. And then you can further go down to like Estepona. So, you know, people tend to find something that they like in each little town. There is something for everyone, right? Absolutely. Um, and when people come, you know, they're looking to buy a property, they usually have, have heard an area through their friends or one of their friends has a holiday home in this area or they've been a couple of times you know, they really know the area, they, they like it, and they can see themselves having a holiday home or if they're, they're lucky, uh, relocating in the future when, you know, when they're old or with their families. Um, so it really opens up um, the dream of living in the sun. Amazing. Wonder what do you love most about the Costa del Sol? There's so many different things I love about the Costa del Sol, but, you know, Waking up in the morning, dropping the kids off to school, then heading to the beach, you know, for my morning walk. Everybody's happy, you know, everybody's hola, you know, they're respectful. And it just clears my head for the the busy weeks that I have coming ahead with my wonderful clients. And that's so interesting, right? Because I totally relate to that. You know, there's a big difference from coming from a country where the climate is so different where it's cold and rainy, you know, people are running from one place to the next so they don't get absolutely soaking. So there's no time for pleasantries and, and hellos, but it is different here, isn't it? Like you do get a hola, buenos dias in the mornings. And do you think that's due to like the, the climate and the sun and just, you know, there is just a different vibe? How much of the sun or in the climate do you think impacts that? A hundred percent. You know, when the sun's shining, you know, there's a lot of people, a lot of vitamin D, they're a lot more happier. You know, they can go out and go for walks, you know, sit in the nice bars, have the coffee. You know, it's just, you can't buy that, you know, because obviously whatever city they're coming from, you know, normally in the winter months, the weather will be very bad, sometimes no daylight at all. So when they come here, they really respect the weather and the culture. And, you know, that's what, that's what makes it happy. Yeah. People always say to me like, oh, you've got, you've got a polar neck on, like does Spain have seasons? So we do have seasons, you know, but I'd say instead of having four seasons, we have two, you know, we have winter and summer. And 
uh, you know, summer is, as you'd expect, you know, May right through to October. It, it's hot, hot, you know, it, it's super, super hot. Um, August is roasting. July, August is roasting. But then when you get into like the September, October, right up to December, you just have lovely, cool temperatures, almost like a spring in, in the UK. Um, and then you do get your winter in January, February. So like, you know, today is we're in January right now. So we are in winter. But that said, it's still, you know, it's 8.55 in the morning. It's still, you know, 10 degrees and it will increase to potentially 20 degrees by the time the sun hits the highest point in the middle of the day. So, you know, that compared to maybe people who are located in Northern Europe, for example, where, you know, they're experiencing temperatures of what, minus 10 to minus 15 right now. This is so amazing. Like this is just paradise. Okay, so Warner, for you, what's your favorite town on the coast and why? Uh, my favorite town on the coast is Ben Omadna, where we live. Uh, the reason I love Ben Omadna is because they have beautiful parks like Parque La Paloma. Uh, they have an, an amazing marina, which has been voted the best marina three times in a row in the world. You know, just walking distance to everywhere. So as soon as you arrive in Malagan Airport, you get the train to Benomadna. You don't need a car. You can walk everywhere. You know, it's very close. They have beautiful beaches, golf courses. You know, if you like playing golf, there's free in the area. And, you know, it just brings beautiful beach bars where you can sit, you know, when you arrive in Malaga, you're 15, 20 minutes before you get to Benomadana and then you're half an hour, you're on the beach sipping cocktails. Yeah, it is. Benomadana uh, is great. And I think from a family perspective, it's amazing. It, it boasts everything. And the good thing I think about Spain, essentially, and, and I'll home in on Benomadana itself, is when you are coming with families, because of the weather, things can be so affordable. The beach is free. You've got access to gorgeous par things to do and because the weather is good you know it, it is affordable right and I think that's also fair to say when people are living here it is not as expensive to entertain your kids especially if it's raining outside and you're tired of them getting square eyes from the screens right as a parent that can be a bit stressful you're like how am I going to keep the kids entertained how am I going to get them you know um outside, get the vitamin D, get, get them integrated, get them mixing. Well, you don't really have the same concern here because there's so much amenities that don't cost you an arm and a leg. I think that's, that's fair to say as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it's a really family resort because I've been here a long time. I've known families for over 20 years that come here uh, and now their grandchildren come here, you know, so they... They really love it for the summer months. It's just an amazing place to live. So, Warney, you know, we've established that Ben Almadna is your favourite place to be on the coast of Solent. I know that's where your business is based, obviously. So, when did you set up your business, WL Costa Properties? Uh, WL Costa Properties was set up in 2017. The reason we set up the business was to provide a VIP service to all of my clients. I had worked for a, a couple of different companies before that, and I didn't think that they got the service that I could provide. So I seen an opening in the market, and when I opened the business in 2017 to today, I still provide and pride myself on providing that 
VIP service to all my clients. Amazing. Amazing. So what's it like being a realtor on the Costa del Sol? I just love it. Um, real estate's my passion to be here in Peromada on the Costa del Sol every day, looking at beautiful properties, amazing sea views, just my, my passion in life and, you know, to provide that to my clients, you know, seeing their faces when they, they buy their place in the sun is just, you know, it's mind blowing for me that I can provide that, but also it works for me as well, being a real estate and providing me with a great lifestyle for my family. I'm laughing here and I shouldn't be because this is amazing. We're talking about your business and all the great things you could, you do. But coming to my mind is some of the horror stories that you sometimes share with me of when you're doing a viewing and open a balcony and you look to your left. You should be showing the beautiful vista and there's maybe somebody walking around <laughs> completely naked and you have to take, <laughs> rearrange everything. So I guess my point is as a realtor, <laughs> I guess you see things that you don't want to see, but when that happens and you're showing a property, I guess you really need to think on your feet. Yeah, absolutely. That was a, a funny moment. And if you look to the left, you could see the sea view. But yeah, you can start somebody's better ass. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's sold them at anyway, the the property. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, so tell us a little bit like about your business and, and a little bit about you. So like, obviously we know that you focus mainly in Bella Magna, but all along the coast and you, you pride yourself on VIP service, but like what makes you different and why do people choose to work with you? I think what makes me different is my attention to detail, you know, from the start, when they contact me to the, the finish, when they buy the property and the aftercare service. I'm only a phone call away and looking at my website and you can see all of the testimonials, some actually bring a tear to my eye because, you know, it makes a difference when, you know, somebody guides you from A to Z into buying a property in Spain and making it so easy, um, for that decision and to see them at the notary and taking the keys. Um, from the gym property is, is just amazing for, for me. A hundred percent. I can completely relate to that. You know, um, sometimes I meet some of your wonderful clients and we, you know, form personal relationships with them. And, you know, just before Christmas and one of your last transactions of last year, we, we had the pleasure of meeting a beautiful client who is a mature man who has been saving for a long, long period in his life to make this dream happen and become a reality. And to be part of that process and, and part of that interaction with somebody is very emotional. You know, you become invested in their story and, you know, really want things to work out for them, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, they, they've worked all their life. They have a dream of relocating to Spain. And when that dream eventually comes reality, they're just so emotional. And it makes me so happy that I delivered that dream to them. Oh, that gives me all the feels. Sweet. 
But one one thing I suppose that makes me personally concerned when I hear about the real estate market and the cost of salt is the fact that the market is not actually regulated. So I think that's very important point and, and super critical for your listeners. A non-regulated market means that there's no barriers to entry if somebody wants to sell property in in Spain. They can essentially set up their real estate real estate with their NIA number and start trading. Like, ooh, if I was going to hand over my life savings to somebody, like that gives me the ick. It actually makes my stomach turn. So like as somebody who's had their own real estate business since 2017, like what's your view on that? Yeah, that's correct. Um, anybody can go to Hysteria and pay a fee, which is called autonomo, and they can be a real estate agent in the morning. You know, for me, with having so much experience um, going through credit crunches and everything in Spain and the upsides and the downsides, you know, it's quite worrying that people can just call themselves a real estate. And, you know, the information that they'll be given to these clients, they won't know, they won't have experience. You know, they're just trying to make a quick buck. So, you know, thankfully, I think regulation uh, they've started to put it into Valencia. In the future, I do believe that Andalusia will bring in regulation and hopefully then that will drive most of the agents um, that don't have the experience or the knowledge out of the market. It makes it easier for the established real estates, you know, to bring confidence to the market so that you're 100% getting the right information. Yeah, I think, you know, that's that's an important point, right? Because, you know, if people want to become real estate, that's that's amazing that the opportunity is there, there for them to do it. But it's just important that people actually coming into that part of the market have the right knowledge to guide their clients correctly. Because you have seen a lot of horror stories, um, right? In terms of people not being told the correct information and you know, it's just important to be aware of that. Yeah, every day I'm getting these horror stories, you know. I think it's important for people that are looking to buy a property in Spain, do their homework, make sure that they're contacting the, the right agent, trust them, and do your research about the areas that you're looking to buy. You can always check out my website, www.wlcostaproperties.net. On there is all my testimonials from all clients from different nationalities who I've provided the service to. And I've also created a buyer and seller's guide on there so that you can subscribe. I also do a monthly newsletter with all the relevant information for buying a property in Spain. So essentially what you're saying, you know, is that if people are considering to start their real estate journey, it's then they need to spend time to do their homework, right? And really check out the real estate that works for them. I think tech real estate is a little bit like like coaching what works for me. And I always say to my clients, you know, it's a partnership, right? So you need to find the partnership, the personality that works for you. I guess it's the same with real estate, but coupling in with that, you would advise people who are considering their search to really Check out the testimonials of the person. Make sure that your money is where the mouth is and and they have that background industry experience, proof that they've been able to deliver 
but also maybe you say, look at their website for additional information, like on your website. I know you've created your free resources for people who are considering buying and selling. I know your newsletter goes out every month, which gives like up-to-date experience on things like visas, but stay tuned on visas because in episode three, I believe we do have an expert coming in to talk about all things visas, because that is like a minefield of a topic that listeners have so many questions on. But I'm super curious about... If somebody is at home and they're listening to this episode, they have a dream of relocating to Spain or buying a holiday home in Spain for themselves or for investment purposes. Give them three tips that they can start thinking about now, Warner. Like what what advice would you give them now at this current moment before they even get to Spain? Uh, The first tip I would give, Sandra, is research the area. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really important that you know the areas on the Costa del Sol. Do you want to be close to the airports? Do you want to be close to the countryside, sea views, mountain views? You know, so a lot of that's important. Tip number two would be to find a lawyer. It's really important that you find a lawyer that you trust. Three, find a good agent. Find an agent that knows the area, has the market research. I can guide you to the properties that you're looking to buy. Can I give you a bonus one, Sandra? The Costa del Sol market, property market, is moving very fast. Mm. So you could have done step one, two, and three. And then when it comes to buying the property, if you don't have the funds available or the the money to buy it, then somebody can come in and buy it before you. So have the funds, make the currency companies that you've got the money ready to buy the property. Or have your mortgage pre is that what you mean? Like if somebody's going if they're not cash buyers, if they're going through a mortgage process. Yeah, there's companies over here in the Costa del Sol that we call Habeno Mortgages. Will be one of our guests um on the podcast in season one. Once we send you the link, you click the link and you can get a pre approval in literally ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's it's essentially like whether you're a cash buyer, be kind of ready to move. If you're going for a mortgage, be kind of at least have started that process and have made contact with a company. But Warner, can I just go back to the lawyer part that you said there? I would imagine that's a bit like the real estate piece. You know, they need to really make sure that they can build a relationship with this person because that's critical, especially if they don't speak Spanish, right? Yeah, that's correct. It's very important you find a lawyer that you trust because you you will be putting a, a lot of information to okay. them. And I guess if they don't speak Spanish, it's essentially their voice, you know, guiding them through those different steps of the process. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the lawyer will recommend you do a power of attorney. Mm. And then from the power of attorney, she'll be able to do all those things for you. So power of attorney, is that like just essentially giving the lawyer permission to act on your behalf to set up the bank account and get your tax number so that you can start to proceed with your purchase? Yes. Yeah. Sandra, that's exactly what it is. And what's happening in the market now, Warner? I know that we're bringing on an amazing guest in two weeks' time to really give us more insight into market trends. But if people are curious in terms of January 2024, what's the market looking like? Yeah, the market is, is very good. We have more buyers than sellers at the moment. We're hoping to have a lot more inventory um, this year. Um, due to the interest rate increasing, hopefully this will happen and maybe by the second quarter um, of 2024, uh, we'll start to see the, the prices going back down to normal. 
So in your view, is it a good time to buy now? As I said to my clients, if you find a property that you think is a good option and, you know, it suits your needs and you can't afford that, then it's a great time to buy. And I know that a lot of your clients, although a lot of them are relocating to Spain, some of them are also, you know, pursuing that dream of buying a home to retire to at least part of the year. And, you know, that also creates an opportunity for them to have an investment that they rent out in the months that they're not here. In your view, is that still a viable option in today's market? Yeah, it's a very viable option. A lot of my clients that come over to buy a property don't know about that option. You can buy the property, you can attain a tourist license, and some of them won't like the summer months, but the summer months is obviously when the tourist season is high. So if they're really clever, they could rent it out for the summer months and that covers all their costs and gives them that nice little nest egg. Amazing. So Warner, you know, what I'm hearing from you is, you know, through your years of of expertise, if somebody is on the ground in their home country at the moment, the weather's miserable and they're listening and dreaming of having that dream reality of buying their holiday home, their dream home or their permanent relocation on the Costa del Sol, there's things that they can already do now, right? So they can start to research the area that they want to be in, the town that they want to be in, how close do they want to be to the airport? Do they want to be by the beach? Do they want to be in the middle of a tourist destination or do they want to be a little bit more remote, right? There's questions that they could start to explore in themselves so that when they do come to Spain and meet with a realtor like you, they already have a clear picture in their head of of what they want, yeah? Then they need to start thinking about lawyers in the area, research the lawyer, check their testimonials, what do people say about them? Do they have a website? What do they specialize in? A little bit like the real estate piece where, you know, you advise people to find that real estate that works for you, check their testimonials, check the background and do their due diligence a little bit. And then as well as that, start thinking about how you're going to pay for your property. Do you have cash in the bank? Do you need to acquire the mortgage? Because it's really clear that the market's hot, you know, stock is in short supply and the dream properties move really quickly. So there's things already now to start thinking about, which I think is super useful. And then also, you know, putting that idea out there that if you are buying a holiday home or, you know, something that you're only going to use part of the years, there is investment options on the back of that. Like you could acquire a tourist license and that process is not that difficult either. And your lawyer would be able to support you with that process too. So I think there's loads of food for thought there, which has been super interesting and, and I hope useful for our listeners as well. Warner, if you were starting your journey in Spain again, like if you were coming to move to Spain and you were starting your big move to the sun again, is there anything that you would do differently? Oh, very good question, Sandra. Uh, the answer to that is no, because the experiences and the journey that we've been on um, in the regards to buying and selling properties in Spain gives me the confidence that I can guide my buyers um, on the right path. And I guess the advice that you've mentioned there, like around the different steps to do, I assume that like, if you start with that, that's a good starting place to get you going. Yeah. The three steps is the, the first steps that you should be doing before you even set foot in Spain. Once you do that, you'll feel the confidence 
to come and buy a property? And this is a question that we're going to ask all of our guests. And I suppose you kind of are my guest today. Um, what do you love most about Spain? Everything about Spain I love. I love waking up in the morning and seeing the sunrise. I love seeing the sunsets. I love the lifestyle. You know, I, I love, you know, it's a family area. And, you know, it's just paradise to me. Amazing. It is a beautiful place to be. I, I agree. But I think that I'm just obsessed with the culture. So on, on top of what you said, I just put in that the culture is wonderful and it's just it's heaven on earth. Yeah. The cultures, you know, the, the fiestas that they have, they're so colorful. You know, they celebrate the, the, the Spanish way of life. And, you know, I hadn't seen that before coming from Glasgow and Scotland. Um, so I really embraced that lifestyle. And is there any final comments or parting gestures that you'd like to share with our listeners? If you're thinking about coming to Spain or relocating to Spain, don't think twice. Make the time, prepare and make that decision today. You'll not regret it. Great. So it's been great to relive our journey today for our listeners and jump more into your business so episode one woohoo in the bag and if you have any questions for us that you'd like us to cover off specifically on the next episode you know, please do reach out because we love to hear from you and we love to hear your questions take care and have an amazing day see you later guys thank you so much for listening into today's episode on the cost of property podcast Another fantastic episode learning about the highs and lows of relocating to the Costa del Sol from real people who have been through the journey themselves and of course our wonderful experts. If you have been enjoying the show so far, remember to hit subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating or review. We absolutely love hearing your thoughts. Please send any questions that you would like us to answer on the show to warner at wlcostaproperties.net or you can pop us a message on our socials, which are in the show notes. Remember, you can also visit the website, www.wlcostaproperties.net. See you on the next episode and bye for now. Bye-bye.